Just what makes that little old ant Think he'll move that rubber tree plant Anyone knows an ant can't Move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got high apple pie in the sky So any time you're getting low Instead of letting go Just remember that ant Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant Silly old ram Thought he'd punch a hole in a dam No one could make that ram scram He kept butting that dam Cause he had high hopes He had high hopes He had high apple pie In the sky hopes So anytime you're feeling bad Instead of feeling sad Just remember that ram Oops, there goes a billion kilowatt Oops, dam Oops, there goes a billion kilowatt dam Problem curve High hopes, we have high hopes. Hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Stu Effect. I'm Stuart Myers. We are Tuesday, January twelfth, twenty twenty one. Of course, the song that you heard to open the show was High Hopes by uh, Frank Sinatra, and we have high hopes, uh, and we will get through this pandemic. Um, we have a great show for you today, what you need to know in news and sports, and of course, what is on my mind for today. So without further ado, here is what you need to know. Quebec added fewer than 2,000 cases of COVID-19 for the second day in a row on Tuesday, with 1,934,000 um, new infections uh, and 47 deaths. Recoveries outnumbered new positive cases, uh, with 1,982 people reportedly virus-free on Monday. That was yesterday. There are now 23,903 known active cases in Quebec. The total number of Quebecers infected since March now stands at 232,624 of whom 199,920 have recovered. Of the 42 new reported deaths, 13 occurred in the last 24 hours, 27 between January 5th and 10th, 4 before January 5th, and 3 at an unknown date. The total number of deaths now stands at 8,782, 
two deaths previously attributed to COVID-19 were withdrawn after investigation found otherwise. On Monday, 61 people entered hospital to make a cumulative total of 1,497. Among those, the number of people in intensive care increased by 10 for a total of 221. Uh, in total, 1,490 people are now in hospital care. Among them, people in intensive care increased by 10 for a total of 221. Testing centers conducted 24,565 tests on January 10th for a total of 5,245,397. Testing figures are, of course, posted within a 48-hour delay. When it comes to vaccines, Quebec's administered 7,058 doses of uh, vaccine on Monday for a total of 99,510. To date, 115,375 uh, doses have been received by the province. The rest is in transit through the Health and Social Services Network. As usual, Montreal was the most affected region in the province, lodging uh, 550, uh, 597 new cases for a total of 82,483 since March. That's a significant drop from just days ago when Montreal recorded 1,531 infections, nearly half of the province's total cases on January 8th, a record-breaking day with over 3,000 new cases. In second place, Laval reported 268 new cases, totaling 19,039. Uh, in a close third, Monterrey had 259 cases, um, infections for a total of 32,909. Then, in descending order, Lanoziaire, 158 new cases, bringing their total of 16,955. Quebec City, 142,142 new cases for a total of 19,373. And the the, the Laurent Cid, 129 new cases, bringing their total to 12,067. Meantime, Quebec's supply of COVID-19 vaccines could take a hit if the province continues to follow a schedule that isn't recommended by its maker, provincial leaders suggested Monday. On Monday, Premier Francois Legault said Ottawa is taking is talking to the province, uh, the provincial government, around how closely it will need to comply with the two doses schedule laid out by Pfizer for the company's vaccine. The schedule calls for a second dose of the vaccine to be given three weeks after the first dose. The Quebec government's plan uh, plan calls for a modified schedule with people receiving their second doses months after the first. The government has claimed that the modified schedule is part of an effort to vaccine, vaccinate as many people as possible and that the first dose uh, grant a fair level of immunity, a claim that has been disputed by Pfizer. What the federal government has told us is whether there's a real risk uh, that a company like Pfizer might stop delivering doses because we're not respecting the intervals between the two doses, said Legault. There, of course, we would comply if it would lead to stopping uh, procurement of the second dose, he said, but if we have a choice and we want it to be the government of Quebec that makes that choice, we prefer vaccinating more people with a first dose uh, priority system. A Pfizer spokesperson said the company cannot confirm that such circumstances have been implied, but that Pfizer has continued to encourage public health authorities across Canada to follow the Health Canada authorized dosing intervals. And In other news, as shops and uh, as shops shuttered their doors across the province, florists and garden centers are still on the list of essential services, a gift that many entrepreneurs aren't taking for granted, even if they don't totally understand it. We say to ourselves that there must be a florist uh, around the premier, said Marie-Pierre uh, Verplas, co-owner of Rita F uh, Fleuriste in Sherbrooke. 
Florists were designated essential when the province announced new lockdown measures on December 26th. We we're almost embarrassed, she said. We feel bad that, for other businesses that couldn't open. The province says florists are essential because their inventories, uh, because their inventories perishable, are perishable and alive. On the other hand, garden centers are essential because they fall into the hardware category. Paloma Florist in downtown Sherbrooke has been closed since the start of the holidays. Manager Emily Lapierre says she's gearing to reopen. It'll be before Valentine's Day, that's for sure, she said. Like food delivery and hand sanitizer, plants, plant retailers are gearing up for a rush uh, through the winter. They attribute the uptick in traffic to the so-called green boom generated by the health crisis. We're not going to hide that there's an explosion. She says she's unsure how she's going to keep up with the demand without in-store shopping. It'll be different, but we will be able to prepare, she said. On Valentine's Day, we usually see a line of people inside. We know that can happen. Meantime, the Cree communities of Ujaway Bugamu and uh, uh, Mistassini in northern Quebec recorded an outbreak of 30 cases of COVID-19 following what officials called two super spreader social gatherings in the area. The Cree Nation government said in a statement on Sunday that more than 200 people were part of a contact tracing campaign to measure the spread. We're finding the ends of the transmission chains, read the release. Two elders were infected with mild symptoms. The recent jump in cases is evidence that we cannot let our guard down. Ayue uh, Litchi, a region uh, in North Quebec, inhabited mostly by First Nations people, was exempt from the province-wide lockdown and curfew as most communities in the area were able to keep the coronavirus out. Mitzini, a community about 400 kilometers northeast of Val d'Or, is in the phase three of its deconfinement plan, allowing indoor gatherings of 75 people and indoor gatherings of 25. Ujwe Bugamu, the community southwest of Mitzini, is also in phase three. According to the statement from authorities, the situation is delicate. More doses are expected to arrive on the Thursday. Um, in other news... Four well-known Montreal homeless rescue resources reported on Tuesday an increased number of homeless people and frontline workers have tested positive for COVID-19. Among the homeless population alone, 96 new positive cases have been counted since the holiday season compared to 21 cases from March to December. The Oldbury Mission, Bon Accueil Mission, Maison du Pierre and Accueil Bono are asking the government of Quebec to give priority to homeless people and support workers. Vaccination is the first line of defense against the pandemic, said Fiona Crossling, executive director of Akoi Bono. Our workers are doing their best to keep everyone safe, but we are under enormous pressure. Vaccination against COVID-19 is available to staff working in hospital units. James Hughes, president and CEO of the Oldbury Mission, explains that when all staff in the community are vaccinated against the coronavirus, client resources can increase their capacity to accommodate homeless people who have who have uh, who need a safe place to spend the night. Indoor accommodation is critical as the province prepares for just under four weeks of curfew. The four organizations say that the homeless are at great risk of contracting COVID-19 for several reasons. Physical distancing is challenging in shelters where space is limited and homeless people tend not to seek treatment until they're seriously ill, they say. And speaking of Montreal's homeless shelters, Montreal homeless shelters are struggling to house everyone who needs it at night with Quebec's 8 p.m. curfew in full swing. Let's call it 100%, said Welcome Hall Mission CEO Sam Watts on how full this facility is. That's something we kind of anticipated. But one of the concerns that we have is where does this go to and will we need to expand? Each night, the Welcome Hall Mission is taking 
in 500 men and women. But with many shelters having outbreaks of COVID-19, many homeless people don't want to stay the night. A lot of people don't want to go to shelters because they don't want to catch COVID-19, said Native Women Shelter Co. Uh, Coordinator Jessica Quinio. It's really, really worrisome. While Montreal has taken steps to open more shelters for those with COVID, such as converting the old Victoria, Royal Victoria Hospital site into a temporary red zone, Aquino said it was too late. Many who tested positive had nowhere to go. It's something like 60 to 80 percent uh, positive cases. There's been a lot of workers that have tested positive, so that's very worrisome. There are some people I work with that are hospitalized. There are people that are probably going to die. Watts said shelters were already stretched before the curfew. We don't, we don't want to turn anybody away. At the same time, we're a little concerned about the overall capacity situation in Montreal for people in need. Police have been instructed not to ticket homeless people, but Quinrino said some indigenous women still were. The, that's more racial profiling, not only ticketing, but in harassment, police, police violence. She said that's something that the indigenous homeless population goes through every day. This is just one more reason for the police to exert their power. Quebec Premier Francois Legault acknowledged Monday he's gotten plenty of criticism for the province's decision to reopen schools and keep some industries open while putting a curfew in place. But he explained for the first time that there's a specific logic to the current regime. We're, what we're targeting with the curfew, and we saw it over the holiday period, is there are far too many people in homes who are getting going and visiting those who are 65 and over, he said. That's why we put a curfew at 8 p.m. That allows us to reduce the number of private gatherings. A few times in Monday's COVID-19 update, Legault referred to people over 65, and now everyone, including their friends and family, must take special effort to keep them away from others. We have to concentrate on people uh, of 65 years old and more, he said. 80% of people in hospitals are 65 or more, and 95% of deaths are from the same age group, he said. Elementary age Quebec children went back to school yesterday in person, and Legault says he knows it's controversial. You have no idea how happy I was today to see images today of youth going back to school and primary school with a big smile to see their teachers and friends. He said, I was reading certain messages. There are people saying it's risky to sending people back to school. I'm not going to try to make you believe there are no risks, but it's a calculated risk. He reiterated the government's earlier argument that there are inconveniences to keep kids out of school for their education and their social development. There are other places, and in Ontario, they say, oh, I wouldn't have sent the children back to school, Lego said, but it's part of my job to make decisions, and I think that there are more disadvantages, uh, there are more disadvantages to advantages in leaving the kids at home. However, the decision that the decision and the decision to allow some industries to keep operating despite many past outbreaks was also based on the idea that kids, their parents, and most other people can't be kept away from people over 65. Lego argued most of the people they don't work and they're not at school; they're at home. He said. So our challenge is really to have less ga gatherings at home in Quebec. That's why I think the curfew is the best measure to reach this objective, to slow the gathering at home. He said he wants to implore Quebecers not to go and meet with anyone over age 65 at home. And babysitting, that's one of the worst ideas, he said, repeating a statement from last week. It's even more important for children not to see their grandparents uh, of 65 and over. He said it's not a good, it's not good to have one's children uh, babysat by people 65 and over. They can easily transmit uh, the virus to people 65 and over. And while it's very rare for kids to get seriously ill from COVID-19, people 65 and over, they are at risk of having serious consequences, Legault said. Uh, 
as uh, and as students at all levels returned to school yesterday in Quebec, they'll be allowed to use public libraries to study as of Tuesday. Premier Francois Legault announced the rules last week in order to offer a solution to people who do not have internet at home. The Association of Public Libraries of Quebec said public libraries can offer study spaces and access to computer stations to students ranging from elementary to university level. It is up to libraries and municipalities to decide what measures best suit their situation. Book browsing and other public spaces will remain off limits. The only way to check out books through the, is through contactless online loan systems, which have been in place for months. As thousands of frontline workers remain susceptible to COVID-19, a surprising group of people have been vaccinated ahead of them. Among the less than 1% of Canadians immunized against the novel coronavirus, those have received vaccinations, including researchers, public relations executives, and hospital staff. And in other news, in other news, And Sherbrooke, husband and wife, um, as we mentioned yesterday, we're going to update that story, were handed sizable fines for violating curfew despite the wife's protest that she was walking her dog and the fact that the husband was wearing a leash. The woman and her husband were each given $1,500 fines by Sherbrooke police for violating curfew. The pair was caught walking at 9 p.m. on Saturday night. Police said the two were walking towards downtown and did not cooperate with the officers. When questioned by police, the couple said they were happy to receive the tickets and claimed they were following the rules set forth by Premier Legault. Quebec officials uh, have said the people may walk their dogs after 8 p.m. Curfew, curfew provided they stay within one kilometer of their house. And employees who finish uh, finished a late shift at the Marché Good Food online meal kit factory in Saint Laurent got tickets for breaking curfew last night, even though they had a letter from their employer. A source tells your story at CJD.com that the workers had just gotten off the evening shift and were waiting at the bus stop just after 8 p.m. when police ticketed them for being out after the curfew. Marché Good Food confirms to CJD 800 that they were made aware of the incident where three of their employees were issued tickets, even though they presented their essential work letter to the officer. We have reached out to the employees and are gathering further information to better understand what happened and what ne the next steps will be, said uh, Roslan Armour, director of the financial planning and investor relations. Montreal police said they can't comment on specified uh, specific cases, but that officers always use the discretion and make the necessary checks before handing out tickets or offense uh, reports, adding that, as always, people have to justify being out after the curfew. We'll be back in a moment with more news on the other side. And we are back with more news. Intense COVID-19 pressure is forcing Montreal hospitals to cancel increasingly urgent non-COVID medical procedures, including colon cancer screenings and kidney transplants, a top Quebec health official said Monday. At the same time, the province is organizing trainings and uh, simulations for health staff around the COVID-19 life-saving protocols, meaning who gets life-saving care should resources get too tight to give it to everyone, since the, the hypothetical is also becoming more and more possible. For the time being, we have not deployed that protocol that decides the choices, but the healthcare network have been asked to set up training and simulations that Dr. Lucie Optami, Assistant Deputy Minister of Health, in a press conference Monday. This exercise is something that we considered to be only hypothetical a few months ago, and unfortunately, 
this recourse is being coming more and more of the possibility. When asked if she predicted needing to use the protocol in a matter of days or weeks, she said, we're talking more in terms of weeks. But her other comments made it clear just how little breathing room Quebec's hospitals, particularly those in Montreal, have right now. A lot of activities will have to be left aside, set up to me, specifically listing colonoscopies, meaning to screen cancer, kidney transplants with living donors, with the exception of children's transplants, which will continue a joint replacements for people who are in pain and many other important consultations. The choice of which activities to delay is more and more difficult to do, she said. The decision to offload certain procedures, which hasn't been done since last spring, is in place across most of the province, she said. However, it's particularly urgent in Montreal, where the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations has almost doubled since mid-December. In Montreal, it's also must be understood the situation is even more serious because of significant lack of staff. She spoke at length about the huge absenteeism rates of healthcare staff in the province, many from illness and the resignation of many workers who have left for the private healthcare network or other jobs. So when people speak of a lack of available beds, it doesn't always mean that there aren't enough physical beds, she said. There aren't enough people to staff the beds, so they're not being used. There are already 140,000 people waiting for surgery in Quebec. Picture someone who needs a colonoscopy to screen a possible colon cancer, and we can give them a date. You'll understand that the impacts are huge and will be felt for many months, perhaps years. She, as well as Premier François Legault and two other health officials, asked the public to keep this in mind and respect public health laws as the consequences of not respecting their guidelines will, will be dramatic for the network and for patients at large. However, even as Tommy discussed life-saving procedures, Legault said that Monday's numbers also brought a bit of hope in terms of what many happen, may happen if, uh, a few weeks from now. First come the case, this is a few weeks later, the hospitalization, and then the deaths, he said. So you can see today there are relatively a lot of hospitalizations and deaths, but there are a few cases. Relatively speaking, he said, today was the first day in several days that Quebec posted less than 2,000 cases. It's encouraging, for, it's encouraging for two weeks, two and a half weeks from the time being. It looks like it will give good results. Legault said, I wish to thank Quebecers for all their efforts in coming together. In other news, four suspects are in custody following a failed attempt to deliver drugs via drone to a Sherbrooke prison. The arrest came as part of a joint operation by the Sûreté de Québec, Sherbrooke Police Department, Correctional Services of the uh, Quebec Ministry of Public Security and Transport Quebec. The flying device was spotted at 2 p.m. inside the prison perimeter. A vehicle was pulled over soon after and the occupants were arrested. According to the SQ, a 41-year-old man and a 35-year-old woman were in, the, were in the vehicle, which was seized. Two other suspects, aged 38 and 40, were arrested in the Wellington Street area of Sherbrooke. Police were able to locate and recover the drone, the package. It, uh, the package delivered inside the prison grounds was also seized. Police said... The package contained hashish. Four suspects could face drug trafficking and mischief charges. The manslaughter trial of a woman accused of stabbing her boyfriend to death two years uh, ago began on Monday. In her opening statement, Crown Prosecutor Jasmine Guillaume told the jury that 27-year-old Sabrina Rose Dufour had a toxic relationship with her 20, with 24-year-old Cillian Phillips. At the times of Phillips' death, Dufour was living in a woman's shelter but left at night to visit the victim despite the urgent of a shelter employee to stay. Phillips lived with his mother in a one-room apartment in Mercier. The prosecutor told the jury a neighbor heard a fight during the night, but a woman told them not to call 911. 
Phillips later walked out of his apartment bleeding and was brought to Santa Cabrini Hospital, where he was declared dead. Dufour allegedly told police, I'm the one who stabbed him. I'm a victim of domestic violence. But Guillaume said the relationship was violent on both sides. And that's what you need to know in news, what you need to know in sports. Come in right up on the other side. are back with what you need to know in sports and of course you recognize that vintage theme it's the old hockey night in canada uh, theme from years ago great great song so here's what you need to know in sports Devonte smith was uncoverable Najee harris unstoppable and mac jones impeccable with a performance that was both surgical and explosive number one alabama won the college football playoff national championship game 52 24 against number three ohio state on monday night the final game of a college football season in a pandemic, a season that was uncertain to be played in the summer and filled with disruptions in the fall, ended in the most predictable fashion, Alabama 13-0 as national champions for the sixth time in the last 12 years under coach Nick Saban. For Saban, it was career title number seven overall, breaking a tie with Alabama great Paul Bear Bryant for the most by a major college coach. The celebration was uh, was at once familiar and unique. The confetti cannons sent a crimson and white shower in the air, and the Tide players ran to the sideline to grab their championship hats and T-shirts. It was a rite of passage if you played for Sabin, but this time the band playing the fight song was a pipe was piped in recording. And when Sweet Home Alabama blared, only a few thousand Tide fans were still in the building to sing along. The Buckeyes fans were mostly gone. Ohio State just couldn't keep up. Justin Fields playing what might be his last game before heading to the NFL passed for 120, uh, 194 yards and a touchdown. Whether Fields was 100% after taking a brutal hit to the side during his brilliant semifinal performance against Clemson was hard to know for sure. On the Buckeyes' first drive, they lost star running back 
trace uh, sermon to an injury and in a game they needed to be running at top speed facing one of the greatest offenses in history they sputtered too much ohio state has never allowed more points in a bowl game and after handing out the stanley cup um gary bettman is hoping to put his feet up only if only for a day or two after handing out the stanley cup inside the Edmonton bubble in Tampa Bay to conclude the pandemic delayed 2019-2020 campaign back in September. The NHL commissioner expected a bit of downtime before taking stock of the league's next steps. He couldn't have been more wrong. I was labored under the delusion that we'd be able to take a take a breath. Batman said in a video conference, and tomorrow the um, the league uh, starts. So um, there is a bunch of protocols. Um, the league continues to investigate what led to the COVID-19 Dallas uh, in Dallas, but added it seems to be coming to an end. We're still trying to get our arms around exactly how the spread occurred. It's turned out to be kind of a classic outbreak, and there are many variety of factors associated with it. He added, although the league has robot measures uh, in uh, ro- has robust measures in place, they're changing as new information becomes available. We learn things every day, and with respect to the protocols, well, where they work well, where they can be improved, Daly said. The NHL fans expect uh, three teams, the Stars, the Florida Panthers, and the Arizona Coyotes to begin the season with a limited number of fans in their respective arenas. The Blue Jackets and Penguins are other po- uh, potential candidates with the Lightning, with the Lightning have the okay from local authorities, but announced over the weekend they'd play in front of an empty building for the foreseeable future. Batman said the NHL has included sponsors and helmets this season as a form of revenue retention and placate corporate partners because of the lack of fans in the arenas and the abbreviated schedules. But he stressed the cows on helmets doesn't mean corporate logos on jerseys are next. And one place where fans definitely won't be able to won't be in attendance is Lake Tahoe, California, where the NHL announced it will hold two outdoor games February 21st. Uh, 20th and 21st. The first matchup will see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Colorado Avalanche uh, before the Boston Bruins meet the Philadelphia Flyers. We're looking for a picturesque, magnificent place with a lake and a mountain that are snow-covered, Bettman said. It it had to have a location where we could put a rink where he could get that visual. And that's what you need to know in sports. Coming up, what is on my mind in just a moment. This is the Stu Effect. You're listening to it right here on Spotify and here on Anchor FM. And we are back with what is on my mind for Tuesday, January 12, 2021. And uh, first, I'd like to go over what you can't and cannot do under Quebec's new COVID-19 curfew, which started on Saturday. Quebecers need to stay indoors uh, in, in their homes from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. risk fines of up to $6,000 until February 8th. Officers can hand out $500 fines to young people 14 years and over. So here's the new uh, the rules. The curfew, here are the exceptions to the curfew. Uh, people are permitted to leave their homes for health care and humanitarian reasons or priority work. People who need to obtain medication following a medical appointment are permitted to leave their homes. People accompanying patients to a medical appointment are also permitted to drive them. People are permitted to go or return to hospitals, clinics, or dentists or optometrist offices. People are permitted to visit a sick or injured uh, parent. Residents can walk their dogs within one kilometer 
of their homes. Gas stations and pharmacies may remain open. Travel is permitted for those traveling to and from evening classes or laboratories in a recognized school. Parents are permitted to accompany his or her child to the home of the other parent who has custody of them. Parents are permitted to accompany a sick child to a hospital. Parents uh, may accompany an adolescent to work. A, a person is permitted to travel to give blood under the supervision of HEMA Quebec. Those transporting goods and those managing supply chains can continue to operate. Travelers heading to an airport, bus, or train station are permitted to do so. Those permitted to travel during the curfew uh, due to work must ask their employers to download, print out, and complete the form on the government's website. Uh, we'll look at the form in a moment. Indoor and outdoor visitors to homes and cottages. Multiple visitors are not permitted at your home from another address. Private indoor gatherings are not permitted. Single individuals who are permitted to visit from another address. One informal caregiver is permitted. Service and support workers are permitted. People are already uh, uh, people already hired for work are permitted. What is closed? Grocery stores at dépanneurs are required uh, to close at um Grocery stores and dépanneurs are required to close at 7.30. Ski resorts are required to close for night skiing. Non-essential businesses and offices. Staff is required to work from home. Beauty salons are closed. Restaurant dining areas. Delivery only during curfew hours. Pickup and delivery permitted before 7.30. Saunas and spas, except for massage therapy services. Drop-in daycare centers are closed. Libraries, except for circulation uh, purposes. Indoor sports activities, except for for physical education classes in schools, professional sports, and identified athlete training with permission from Quebec public health authorities, auditoriums, cinemas, theaters, and museums are closed. <clears throat> Tolerated sports and recreational activities within family bubbles. Indoor activities such as walking, skating, skiing, and cross-country skiing are not uh, that are not in groups. Traffic must be monitored at outdoor sites with controlled access. Downhill skiing, on-site pickup um, at retail businesses, for products purchased online, funerals with a maximum of 10 people, including the funeral st uh, establishment staff, no food or alcohol may be served. Demonstrations, but with mandatory mask wearing or face covering. Community organization services, education rules, child care services within the accommodation limits. Children cannot lose their places if parents decide not to send their children to the child care service. Preschool and elementary education restarted yesterday. High schools restart next uh, Monday, lunch is to be taken with students from one stable classroom group. Lunch with students from a stable classroom group. Measures do not apply to students with disabilities or those experiencing adjustment to learning difficulties, attending a specialized school, special classes, or the work-oriented training pathway. Adult education programs also restart next Monday with distance education emphasized. Higher education continued using maximum distance teaching activities. Internships and laboratories are maintained for adult education and higher education programs. For all education levels, extracurricular activities are suspended. School outings and inter-school activities are suspended. Visitors to schools must be kept to a minimum. And um, the there is a form uh, if you are um, if uh, on the site uh, that will um, that and it's in French only um, and we will uh, I will read it to you what it says attestation de l'employeur déplacement durant le couvre-feu décrété par le gouvernement it's a, an, an employer attestation uh, that the um, that they're allowed I will read it in French and then we will read it in English because this uh, this is what it's uh, this is what it says. You have to 
download the form and then present it uh, to the police officers should you be stopped uh, by police and uh, so that's it so we will uh, read it and I'm going to translate it uh, from uh, French to English and uh, so right here we go so it is essentially the employer certificate traveled during the decreed curfew by the government of Quebec. I will read it first in French. So in French, it says, Attestation de l'employeur déplacement durant le couvre-feu décrété par le gouvernement de Québec. Par la présente, je suis représentant de l'employeur. And you, he puts your name, le, le prénom et nom, fonction, numéro de téléphone, organisation, adresse d'organisation. Certifié que durant la période de couvre-feu décrétée par le gouvernement de Québec, la personne identifiée dans ce document est reconnue par l'organisation de que je représente comme étant une ressource essentielle à la relation de ses engagements ou activités prioritaires. La personne suit, euh, suivant doit ainsi se déplacer entre son domicile et son travail ou tout lieu où sa présence à titre professionnel requise durant la période de couvre-feu. Euh, prénom et nom, la fonction de, dans l'organisation, adresse du domicile, adresse du lieu de travail. Cette autorisation est valide du telle date à telle date, la signature et euh, there's a place where it says pour toutes d'autres questions, euh, communiquer le numéro. So basically what it says is employees certificate for travel during the curfew decreed by the government of Quebec. I, the undersigned representing the employer, and you put uh, the you put the first name and last name of uh, uh, the function, the phone number, the organization, the address, certify that during the curfew period decreed by the government of Quebec, the person identified in this document is recognized by the organization that I represent as an essential resource for the achievement of its priority commitments or activities. The following person must therefore travel between their home and their place of work or any place where the professional presence is required during the curfew period. You put the you have to put the employer's first name and last name, the function in the organization, his home address, his workplace address. And this authorization is valid from a date in 2021 to a date in 2021. And you got to put the phone number for any questions. They could call so that when the police stop you, uh, you can they can um, you can give it to them and they'll uh, then you will not get a ticket. Uh, they can call the uh, the employer to confirm, uh, and that's what you need to do. Now, what's on my mind? Uh, we heard in the news earlier that Premier Francois Legault uh, had said the reason behind his curfew, uh, they implemented the curfew, is to um, to reduce the number of cases amongst the crowd of. 65 years and older because he says that over the christmas period people were going to visit their grandchildren and they do not want that they feel that by uh, putting this curfew into place uh, elderly people won't babysit and people age 65 and older uh, won't, won't visit their loved ones but um, for me that sounds crazy if you think about it because elderly people I don't know about your family, but elderly people in my family at 8 o'clock, they're in their houses. <clears throat> they would come for supper before that. How does that uh, curb the spread? You know, they'll still come. They'll leave by 8 o'clock, and they still, before 8 o'clock, and they still can 
can uh, catch the virus. So that to me is a little bit hypocritical because the elderly over 65, they're home at, at that hour. You know, I mean, it, it, it will discourage people from visiting them in their home. But I don't know. It seems to be it's it seems to be uh, a hypocritical idea. But so far, it's working because cases for the first time in a while dropped under the 2000 mark. Um, so that is a, a good sign. And uh, but that's and, and look at people trying to circumvent the law. Uh, a woman in Sherbrooke, like I mentioned, was walking her husband with a leash and said they're obeying the law, um, which is crazy. You know, it, it, it's a human. They said there's no, uh, they're, they're like, they didn't mention human substitution uh, for animals because you're allowed to walk your animal within a, a five, a one kilometer radius, rather. Um, and that's, that's, that's crazy as well. Uh, high school students should not go back to school, like I mentioned yesterday. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, they they they'll saturate the metro and the buses. Also, the the story about the homeless people uh, I had seen on uh, on TV on the news that some of the shelters they close at they're not they're a day shelter. They close at nine. They close at nine thirty. And the the head of that uh, the homeless center says they're basically forcing them to break the law. They kicked them out at uh, 9.30, and then the cops stopped them and gave them tickets. The, even though uh, Geneviève Guibault, deputy uh, premier, has said that the cops will use discretion, people have already been ticketed, homeless people have already been ticketed um, and have no way of paying those tickets. That's why um, the what I think is that the government of Quebec and Premier Legault should put out a exemption that homeless people are exempt uh, from the curfew because there is uh, because even though the premier has said that there is he thinks that everybody should have space in shelters that is not the case and also there are like we mentioned, there are some homeless people that refuse to go to shelters because they don't want to catch COVID-19. There's some that even before that, before the, um, the, the the outbreak, they refuse to go to shelters. They go and then they leave after they don't want to to go into shelters um, because they have to come in by a certain time. You know, and they sometimes stay on the street to make money. You have to be in by a, a certain time. Even before the pandemic, you have to be in by a certain time. And... If you're not, they lock you out. They don't want to be, uh, you know, told what to do. Hence the tent city that we saw. So the homeless people should be exempt from the curfew, um, because where you expect them to go, they you have nowhere to go. Um, so that's what I think that they should do. In other, um, in other uh, news as well with the pandemic, the vaccines. I say that the government should uh, comply with Pfizer's recommendation that you get the shot in two intervals and um, in two intervals um, to stop the spread because um, because also in in, uh, in the news is the fact that uh, Maimonides, where they were first uh, to get vaccine, uh, there's eight new cases after getting vaccinated. That just shows that the uh, it shows that the first the with one dose 
um, it doesn't really help um, and we just have this uh, breaking story the Wendakak uh, man a man accused of killing his two children in Wendak last fall was back in court today in Quebec City Michael Shiquan 30 appeared by video conference from a Quebec City detention center and was charged with two counts of second-degree murder Crown prosecutor Thomas Jacques said some evidence still had to be dis has had to be disclosed to defense lawyer Pierre Gagnon. He gave Gagnon a USB key containing additional evidence, including an investigative report. However, he said there were still some small elements to obtain, and that he hoped to share them with the defense by March 30th, when Chiquan is scheduled to be back in court. Chiquan is accused of allegedly killing his two sons, Olivier 5 and Alex 2, on the night of October. 10th to 11th 2020 he later turned himself in to police it's crazy you how can you hurt a child how can you hurt a child ladies and gentlemen it's 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 such a um, it's a crazy 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 uh, situation uh, even that little girl a few weeks ago that was that was beating a seven-year-old girl not great um, so what is uh, what else is on my mind basically uh, with the coronavirus uh, on the homeless situation uh, the vaccines the cases are going down but also we heard that they're cutting the hospitals surgeries colonoscopies uh, which is absolutely ridiculous transplants which is ridiculous you know they're picking and choosing who will live and who will die you know people who have high risk of cancer they need the colonoscopy when they're when they're scheduled to get it they need even the pre-screening they need to 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 to, to have this is it these diseases if you don't catch them in time you're you're a goner uh you know it's it's um i'm an ex you know my mother is an example she had uh, women's cancer and she waited too long symptoms uh she had symptoms and stuff uh for about eight months and she waited too long and uh, it was she became inoperable and palliative so you know it's very very important to be able to get those screenings and uh, you know, if uh, if not, uh, people will, you know, people will unfortunately die. Um, but uh, um, and that's uh, that's it for the coronavirus. The United States President Donald Trump spoke to Mike Pence. Uh, Parler uh, again is suing um, Amazon for uh, shutting them down. They say it's against the, uh, the breach of contract, and we're going to get the latest from that. Um, yep, Carter goes offline. Trump seeks new social media megaphone. Twitter shares tumble, of course, and uh, but uh, yep, they got booted by Amazon and Parler. Parler may be gone for now, but that's not going to stop calls for violence, of course, and. What's on my mind on that point is that I don't understand how the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and all that, they <clears throat> how they don't see by continuing this impeachment uh, process and everything, don't they understand it's going to add fuel to the fire and potentially have protesters, it's ruining the inauguration. You know, they, they it's it, because of a COVID year, um, there won't be a march, there won't be a march to you know, a presidential uh, a parade that they usually have. Um, and it's luckily, lucky for uh, Joe Biden 
president-elect Biden, because if they were allowing, he would have to stay in his limousine because he would get pelted. You know, it's a security risk. They're just adding fuel to the fire. The guy has about a week left, a little over a week left in his term. And uh, do not, uh, they should not try to impeach him. He's going to go anyway. Um, and uh, But that just adds fuel to the fire uh, when you see things like that. And with the takedown of Parler, uh, you know, uh, President Trump may uh, start his own, uh, his own um, sort of Twitter or Parlay or Parler. Um, he has the money and he can uh, get his own servers and, you know, uh, so, you know, he, he, his voice will never be silenced. Uh, but Twitter will lose a lot of people um, because of that and because of all Amazon and Apple and Google's decision to remove Parler because it incites violence, but so does other uh, sites and uh, people go on those sites to have free speech. Um, and if you don't have that, then, you know, free speech is out the window. Uh, so we'll have to see what that situation comes to and see what the inauguration will look like next Wednesday. Um, and it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see because, like I said, there's fuel added to the fire, and more than likely, uh, we will see that, you know, some protesters around the inauguration, they already took over when they had those riots, the, the place where Joe Biden is to be inaugurated. We will see what um, what happens next week. So that is it for the Stu Effect for today. Tomorrow, we're going to take a look at uh, the NHL. We're going to preview the NHL season. As it starts tomorrow night, the Canadians will play in Toronto. We'll, re we'll um, preview the start of the NHL season tomorrow. We're going to leave you now with a song called Walk of Life from Dire Straits. Walk of Life is a great song um, by the Dire Straits, uh, and it symbolizes our walk of life. And uh, so for the Stu Effect, this is Stuart Myers saying, be safe, stay indoors during the curfew, and ciao for now.
Oh, my God. 